0: if you are here for the first time, then you have landed in the third and final week of our three-part series called An Inconvenient Truth. So there's many inconvenient truths in life. Last Sunday after church, I was carrying around my four-year-old son, Winter, and um, I was faced with a very inconvenient truth, where I realised when I went to adjust the weight because my back was getting sore, I peeled him away from my chest for a moment, I got this... Waft. It was a disgusting stench. And as I peeled him away from my wet T-shirt, I realised poor old winter had wet himself. And uh, it was a very, very inconvenient. So I had to kind of keep him close to my chest so no one else would pass out from the smell. And so by the end of the night, my back was really sore. We had to go home. It was a truth you couldn't ignore. We had to change the clothes and have showers and scrub us, you know, with gumption and whatever you could could get in there. But... You know, there's many inconvenient truths in life and this series is about digging for some of the inconvenient truths from the Bible. There's some truths from the Bible that are really inconvenient, but just like the smell on my shirt, there are also things that we're called to actually respond to. And so in the first week, we spoke about the inconvenient truth that one day we're all going to die. It's really inconvenient. And um, that was titled Afterlife. What happens on the other side of death? And then last week we spoke about the inconvenient truth that Jesus calls us to love our enemies. Not just those that agree with us and behave like we behave, believe what we believe and treat us kindly. That's easy. But also people that believe differently, that behave differently and people that even mistreat us, we're called to love. And you can hear those if you want on our podcast or on YouTube or on Facebook. But tonight, the final inconvenient truth that we're having a look at is embracing the inconvenient truth That in order for us to live, we've got to die. What? Yeah, that's a bit inconvenient. In order for us to truly live, we've got to die. By the way, next week we're going to be starting a new series called Frequency. Everyone say Frequency. Frequency. Frequency, That's it. And that's all about how to tune in to the frequency, how to tune into hearing the voice of God. You know, we've got so many voices around us in our do this, do that, advertising everything. Our voices of our parents and... But this is about tuning in and understanding how to be led by God's voice. And so I'm so excited about that three-week series. Jess is going to be preaching as a part of that, and Chris as well. So very much looking forward to what you don't want to miss. But tonight, it's about the truth that in order to truly live, you've got to die. And um, I'll start off with a quote from Elizabeth Elliott. She said, there's nothing worth living for unless it's worth dying for. There's nothing worth living for unless it's worth dying for. And I want to ask you, are you living your life in a way that is full of purpose for which something you are worth, is worth dying for? In order to truly live, we've got to be willing to die. We don't want to waste our life, but we want our life to count for something. We don't want to let it flitter away or melt away into the distance, but we want our life to truly count for something. And this is what Jesus calls us to do. As Jesus was approaching his own death, he shared a few words that are recorded in John. In John chapter 12:24, he spoke about his own death and how his own death would result in eternal life for many people, but then the principle also applies to us. John chapter 12:24, he said this, "I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone." But his death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new life. He was talking about his own death being represented by the seed. He was buried, but his death brought about eternal life. But also the principle applies to us. Unless this, this seed, and obviously if you're a biologist, a seed, if it dies, it can't, it's dead. It can't, it can't produce fruit. But what Jesus is saying, essentially, if you can imagine a seed, the shape of a seed was out of shell. Unless this seed dies to its current state and breaks down and was buried in the ground, it can't produce new life. It can only produce new life when it dies to its current state of being. It's only then that it can produce fruit. And then Jesus goes on to say, he says, so those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who want to keep their life as it is in this current state will eventually lose it. You've just got one and it will go. But, Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. not It's in comparison. Those who are willing to let the state of their life as it is now die, only those will have eternal life. Those who die to the nature of the world now will keep it for eternity. So this is it. If you want to live a life that counts for eternity you've got to be willing to die. Now we're not going to be getting everyone to drink Kool-Aid or anything like that at all. That's not the kind of death we're necessarily talking about. But tonight I want to talk about two ways to die. You might have gone you might have gone to a restaurant and, and you've got like porked, pork cooked two ways or you know some sort of ingredient cooked in different ways. Well this is two different ways that you can metaphorically die. Um, but before I do that I'd love to begin by praying. I know that some of you are here at church for the first time and you're like, He's talking about death. <laughs> this is weird. I'm going to get out of here as soon as I can. But, do you know, I, I really believe that you're not here by accident. And that if you're watching and listening, that you're not here by accident. But I believe as you just open up your heart and go, God, all right, if you're real, would you, would you speak to me tonight? God loves you so much. And he, he won't override your will. But let's just together, although we're listening to me, let's open up our hearts and say, God, we want to encounter you. We want to hear from heaven tonight in Jesus' name. Lord God, I thank you so much for every single person here, that you love them, that your agenda towards them, Lord, is to bring eternal life, abundant life, Lord. You want to bring freedom to every single person. And so God, we
1: just open up our heart. Would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you speak tonight through me, Lord God? Amen. So you ready? Are you ready for two ways to die? Come on. The
0: first way to die is this. Die to the temporal and prioritize the eternal. Die to maintaining the temporal, but prioritize the eternal. So this is the truth. You can't have two priorities at once. One has got to emerge as the main priority. If you're trying to get fit and healthy and, let's say, nimble, then if that's your confessed priority, but then you spend breakfast getting you know um what do they call bacon and egg muffins and your lunchtime you're at Hungry Jack's and then dinner time you're all you can eat eats somewhere else food chain then your priority actually is a bit confused you're having both i want to get fit and healthy nimble yet at the same time i'm prioritizing filling myself up on this really unhealthy food and the same thing goes with this we can't prioritize the temporal and the eternal it's got to be one at the expense ultimately at the other one and jesus said in matthew chapter 6 Verse 24, no one can serve two masters at once. If you've tried that in a workplace, it's really confusing and causes interesting work dynamics. No one can serve two masters, for you hate the one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You cannot have two conflicting priorities at the same time. But this is the really good news, is that as we prioritize the eternal... God's promise to us is he will take care of the temporal. He will take care of the needs. Jesus goes on to say in the next verse, he says, so don't worry about these things. Don't worry about all these temporal, they're important, but in comparison to, don't worry about all these things saying, what will we eat? What will we wear? What will we drink? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Those that can't rest their faith in God to provide what they need will be enslaved
2: need in your life. I mean, he created us. He kind of the eternal as your priority.
1: God will take care of the temporal as we prioritize the eternal.
0: But but what the words eternal, temporal is self evident. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to
1: prioritise eternal things. But 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 first, I just got to like sort out a few temporal things here. Eternal. Recorded account where Jesus said to someone, He said, Come and follow me. Come and follow me. Come and follow me and prioritize the eternal. Come and He's like, Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. Okay. Alright, I'm up for it. Woo! Come on, let's go. I'm ready to
0: get my spiritual on and prioritize the eternal. But then he said, But but, 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 but first, just let me go and bury my father. First, let me go and... Now, there's two... Like, bury your father? What do you mean? Well, there's two things that that could mean. In the ancient Jewish context, people kind of got double-dipped when they died. Um, they, they died and were buried once, but then they were taken out for, for a double-dipping. They were often put in a cave, and their body had to break down to the point where there was only the skeleton left, and then there'll be this Jewish sort of custom or ritual where they re-bury the body, they get the bones and they bury them again. And so this man could have meant that according to the context, but most people agree that what in actual fact happened is this man was going, all right, Jesus, I'm ready, I'm ready to follow you, I'm ready to prioritize the eternal, but first I just got to go home and wait for my father to die and then I'll receive my inheritance. I just got to make sure I've got all my
1: financial security, just got to get financially secure, get on my duck's line, prioritise.
2: It was
0: cold. He even recognised it. He said, I'm keen as. But he fell down at the last leg where he refused to die to the temporal and prioritise the eternal. And... All of God's calling on our life is all different. We're not about comparing one to the other. But what, the question I've got for you is what, what could your but first be? Yeah, 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 okay, God, yeah, yeah, cool, i got it, but, 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 but first, but, but first, I just, I'm good. I'm going to pursue the eternal as a priority in my life, but I just want to find a boyfriend and girlfriend first. I'm just going to press pause, I'll be back in a tick, yeah, just wait there. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Just going to get married first. I've got to just invest and get relational security happening. I've got to take care of myself, my relational security. Hey, and then I'm going to be ready to prioritize the eternal. But it doesn't actually work like that. Some of us are like, all right, God, yep, yep, yep. But first, just let me finish this phase of my life. Let me finish this phase of my, whatever you're doing, whatever you might be doing, maybe it's You know, for me, I remember I saw a Porsche when I was a kid. I'm like, man, I want a Porsche when I grow up. It was like my dream car. It's not really anymore, but but first, man, I'm just a year or two working out to get in my dream car. Maybe actually God has got that for you. I don't know. Follow amazing story of
2: Her husband and, a, and a in Buddhism, it requires me to make all these sacrifices. They click set the bug
0: parents, and she's like, "I'm going to become a Christian. I'm I'm following Jesus." And her parents said to her. If you do that, you're no longer a daughter. We're going to, deal with
2: tears, got their daughter that finally was able to join them here. God's.
1: Eternal and God calls eternal. So the question is this today, am I dying
2: in my life? These it's not the second way that God calls us to die is to die to be. Die to being. Rest of the world, and in fact, instead be transformed. Spirit, that we will be transformed. Jesus. <laughs> this is awesome. and the kids loved the whirlpool at Albany. After the swimming lessons. You know, and diving under and pulling faces, Being carried along by the
1: Opposite direction in those whirlpools. It's a lot of work and really.
2: It's a lot of hard work, but the other thing. All of a sudden you're bashing. The wrong way. I don't, but you know, when you to well all oh, the rest of the week. it's going to be a lot of hard work but I tell you God calls us not to conform
1: verse 2 he says do Clark. do not conform to the pattern and behavior and the customs and the fads
0: and the phases and the fashions of this world but be transformed
1: Rest of the world, change your thinking according to truth—the truth of the Bible—that will
0: clear your thinking, will set you free from slavery, and you'll be transformed into a new person, free to actually be and reflect the beauty of Jesus in your life. Um, the interesting thing is this word "transformed." This word that we get transformed.
2: English word metamorphosis, caterpillar to current state of being
1: with purpose. The world is driven by pleasure. Purpose. The world goes do what you want.
2: Put whatever I want.
1: To look at what I want. Whatever it is, you do you. Yeah, you do you. Prioritize. I'm driven by pleasure as my. Ma- when I was at a youth conference and you know the guys and the girls are divided into two different rooms so the girls can talk about their girl stuff and the guys can talk about and I remember the youth pastor saying this one particular line you
2: For play, The rest of the world, we can be driven. I'm, I'm living. Whatever feels good. Pleasure, but to live with purpose. The world around us. Who will actually reflect me?
1: First fruit. God, as an act of faith. Hey, God, you are my priority. You are, I prioritize
0: the eternal in this practical way in generosity. Maybe some of us need to reorganize our calendar, our time. What are we spending our time? doing does it betray us does it give it us away how am i actually spending my time and i am i prioritizing the eternal maybe some of us need to die to conform into culture in some areas of our life some of us have just man i've been a caterpillar for far too long in this area of my life it's time for me to die in the area so i can live so i can live for something a purpose that's so much bigger So, tonight we're just going to pray and give a moment to God. And I invite every single one of us to stand up and join me now. You know, now you've heard this message, but now this is to do with you and God. This is a moment that we would, this is like a space. There's a space just created now between you, just before you and God. Not me, not the person behind you or beside you, but before God, will you reset your life? Will you reset the priority of your life? Maybe hit that reset button. Oh, man, I've just been following the stream for so long. But tonight, okay, cool. I hit the reset button. So let's just close our eyes across this room. Thank you, Lord. I just believe the Holy Spirit right now is just beginning to highlight those areas for you. The areas where you've been a caterpillar. You're like, yep, that's me. Maybe God is just highlighting areas in your finance, in your time. What you give your attention to, whatever area it might be in your life, I believe the Holy Spirit is just gently putting His hand on some of those things, highlighting those things. Thank you, Lord, Lord God. Tonight, maybe, maybe tonight, you just want to lift your hands in surrender to God. You know, when we lift our hands physically, like you might have seen people do tonight, it's like an outward sign of what God is going on in the inside. And maybe you feel really uncomfortable do it. Doing it, that's okay. But if you are comfortable and you want to break through it, why don't you just lift your hands to God tonight? As an outward act of surrender, God. God, we together collectively as a, as, a, as a body, as a church, but as individuals, maybe for the first time, God. Just, we ask your forgiveness for prioritizing so many of these temporal things, God. But tonight we hit the reset button. Lord God, we, we just choose. We just say, God, we want to prioritize the eternal. We just say fresh, yes, yes to you, God. And Lord, as an act of our faith, God, we trust that you love us that you're going to provide everything we need. And so right now, Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord Jesus, as people in the heart, to so reprioritizing, I just declare that you provide, that you provide an abundance, that you have good things for every single person, Lord, that you're a good God, not to rob or steal, to kill and destroy, Lord, but you're a good God to bring life, to bring abundance, to bring peace, to bring joy, to bring real life and real satisfaction, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. He's so good. He's so good to us. Why don't we just thank him tonight? He's so good. He's so good to us. Thank you, God. You know, what we do at the every end of every single service is we give people the opportunity to begin a relationship with God, a relationship with God. He's so amazing. This is, this is why we're a little bit crazy, a bit loopy. This is why these crazies were dancing in the front row. It's like, man, this is good. Like We know God. He's awesome. He invented the waves. He invented awesome tasting food. Like, man, he's so good. And we, we get to know God who created us for a relationship with God. But some of you might think, well, can I trust him? Can I, can I, what does he want from me? What do you really want, God? Do you want me to be all religious and get, all, you know, do you know what? Let me tell you, God is so, so trustworthy. Maybe other people have hurt you in the past and let you down. Maybe you've given your heart to people. Maybe you've given your time to people. But let me tell you, although people might have abused your trust and abused you, taken advantage of you, Jesus will never do that to you. People were broken, but Jesus is so for you. In fact, He's so for you that rather than taking your life, He gave His life for you. We've got a King who doesn't demand that we serve Him, but we have a King who died for us, that we would not need to die in eternity but that we could live with him forever we have a God who's so for you he held nothing back but he died on that cross to take our sin to take our punishment on the cross in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 20 it says this it says by his death by Jesus death he opened a brand new way a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place Jesus' death opened up a way for us to enter into the most holy place. See, in the, in, in the Old Testament, before Jesus' time, there's a temple and there's a big fat curtain there that separated the people from God's presence. It's like, whoa, we could never go there. Because our sin and our guilt and our shame, the bad stuff we've done, creates a barrier represented by this curtain. And no one could enter in, in, into that at all. But when Jesus died on that cross, the Bible says he became the guilty one so we could be the forgiven ones. He's the one that took our shame so that we could be free. Jesus died on the cross in our place as a sacrifice. And when Jesus breathed his last, when he died on that cross and breathed his last, what happened supernaturally is the curtain in that temple was torn from top all the way to bottom, signifying, man, the door is open. Anyone who just puts their trust in Jesus can be forgiven and what He's done for them can be forgiven. And anyone, you don't need to be religious. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. You have a pass to enter into the presence of God and to know Him. And your pass, your only ticket is, I believe and I accept the gift that Jesus has given me. And so tonight, what we're going to do is to give people the opportunity to say, God, yeah, I want that gift. I want to know God. I don't get it all. I don't understand it all. It's a little bit strange, but, but I, I get that. And I have a sense I've been created for a relationship with God. And tonight I'm starting to realize that maybe for the first time. And I, and I want to say yes. I want to say God. And I want to say prayer with you tonight. And tonight it's a powerful thing. It's the most powerful thing you could ever do with your life. Maybe you've drifted from God for many years. But tonight you want to draw a line in the sand and say, no nah, I'm stepping over. I'm stepping over. And I surrender my life to Jesus. I give my seed so I could be given that gift of eternal life so let's just all close our eyes across this place what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a prayer with you We're not going to ask you to join the church or to make any promises but I'm just going to say a simple prayer and God can hear this prayer with you and I'm going to invite you to say this prayer with me in a moment but just so that I know who it is just so I know who I'm praying with tonight what I'm going to ask you to do in a moment is to put up your hand nice and high so that I can see it so tonight it's like you put your hand up and you're like yes yep that is me. I want to say yes to this free gift of forgiveness, this gift of eternal life that I can have a hope, as good as it is, a hope beyond this life. And so if that's you and you want me to pray with you right now, why don't you lift your hand nice and high so I can include you in this prayer. Thank you, Lord. That is awesome. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you for putting up your hand. as a bold decision, the best decision you'll ever make in your life to anyone else here and you want to make the most of this moment this opportunity I hope your heart's beating fast you don't have to understand everything but there's something in you that's saying yep include me in this prayer if that's you why don't you put your hand up nice and high that is awesome you can see that hand at the back there that is so powerful what a bold and courageous decision that you've made tonight that is awesome just don't want to rush it stop in a moment just just want to give just one moment maybe you're watching or listening online and you're saying yep that's me count me And why don't you I can't see but God can why don't you raise your hand right now thank you God just one more moment if that's you tonight you want me to include you in this prayer why don't you put your hand up nice and high thank you Lord hey can we just thank these two people They made this decision tonight it's so good it is worth celebrating why don't we all close our eyes and why don't we all say this prayer after me, especially you if you put your hand up and if you have when you're watching, as you're watching online, let's pray this prayer. Dear God, I thank you that you love me. Tonight, I put my trust in you. I open up my heart to you. I believe you died on the cross to forgive me of my sin. I believe you rose from the dead to give me eternal life. Would you come in? I surrender my life to you. I die (laughs) that you can live. I die (laughs) so that you can transform me. Would you fill me with your spirit, with your love and your peace? In Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray for every single person. Right now, let's put their hand up, Lord God. And maybe those that have prayed that prayer without putting their hand up, I just pray that right now, you just fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit. Fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit right now. And Lord God, i God, got to thank you that you're going to reveal your goodness to them in their life, Lord Jesus, all the days of their life. And that is, this is the beginning of the greatest adventure they've ever lived. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Let's just thank God one more time. We're going to finish with this song. Thanks, guys.